You've always heard that cash is king. On today's show, we're going to share what you want a lot more of, and hint, it's not cash. Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with Dan Sullivan. Dan, one of the things that's been coming up a lot in the workshops, which I find a pretty fascinating idea and I think deserves a little bit more conversations, especially for this audience, one of the things that you've been saying is it really has to do a lot with capability over cash and the decision to, in terms of what you pursue as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I want to delve into that conversation and we referred to it in our last podcast. So one of your quotes is, cash will follow capability, but capability won't necessarily follow cash. Yeah, basically all the entrepreneurs and strategic coach grow and you have growth stages and then you come to a point now where you have to kind of rethink what you're doing. My feeling is that probably what you're being told is that you've multiplied as far as you can go based on how you were thinking about things. And now what you have to do is you have to simplify everything you're doing and that simplification will allow you to actually connect with all sorts of new kinds of multipliers that weren't possible because you had basically used up all your time and you'd used up all the skill that you have available. And the actual connector on this is that you want to be in a position as an entrepreneur that you have what I call total cash confidence, okay? And that's just a stage you want to get to yourself where you know how to make money. So if you just continued doing what you were doing, you were always going to make more money. But actually what you really are desiring right now is a more exciting more stimulating way of making money. And you can see if you just continue doing what you're doing, it's not going to get more exciting. It's not going to get more stimulating. And I find nothing gets entrepreneurs into trouble more is that when they get bored with their present way of making money, Mm -hmm. okay? And then they try to start other businesses, which complicates their life, but it doesn't multiply you know, their capabilities. So Mm. that's it. So the statement is, if you're in a position where you can choose between a new capability or more money, always choose the new capability because a new capability will always create more money, but more money won't necessarily create a new capability. So I've seen people get big payoffs as entrepreneurs, and then the money kind of deadens them. They actually become less creative. They become less productive because money is a stimulant or it's a depressant. Money at the right time just to develop a new future is a wonderful stimulant, but money on top of what you're already doing may just slow you down and you'll just keep repeating what you're doing. So that's what I really notice. So I'm in a position now in where we are in coach that we know how to make money. I mean, coach is, you know, it's got a great cash producing system and we could go on like this forever and we would always make money. We would always be more profitable. So my feeling is we're in a position now where we can just link the capability that is strategic coach with other capabilities out in the marketplace. In a previous podcast, Shannon and I talked about the collaboration that we have, and we've pegged it at 25 years with a company called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And that's a completely separate organization 
that shows you how to create the entire management structure that will constantly make you grow. Uh And the entrepreneur doesn't really have to be involved in this. It's taken care of by this other organization. And no money exchanges hands between us. But on the other hand, they want entrepreneurs who have the big visions like they become in Strategic Coach. So whereas we send them companies to be managed in their system, they send us the entrepreneur to grow the vision of the entrepreneur. So each of us, instead of more money, because we know how to make money, we've chosen to acquire a new capability from the outside. And it's going to grow both of the organizations you know, far faster than if they tried to take our capability and move it inside their organization, or we tried to do the same. Mm -hmm. Well, it's really interesting, and again, this is a theme we've been playing around with a little bit, is the whole idea of how do you expand your capability, and collaboration is a really powerful Mm -hmm. way to do that. And Dan, I remember a diagram that you and I drew on one of our offsite meetings years ago, and we called it the DAISY diagram. It was like, let's do what we do really, really well Mm -hmm. as an organization, our unique ability, and then connect in with other, kind of a collaboration collaborative partnership relationship Mm -hmm. with not much more than a handshake with other unique abilities so that we didn't need to develop that ourselves. And that really has been your focus for the last 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And we just keep getting better. And other companies are now starting to see that way of operating as Mm -hmm. well. So talk about collaboration as a way to expand capabilities rather than just doing it I think we've all done this, you know, and every entrepreneur who's listening to our podcast here, you've already done that with technology. So you can look at technology as that I'm buying somebody else's technology, but in fact, you're doing more than that, you know, and we're an Apple shop, you know, we have been right from the beginning because Apple just made the type of graphics, you know, they're kind of genius for people who really want to be great packagers and graphics and Mm -hmm. Apple's capabilities are here better than anyone else. So I feel that our company is collaborating with Apple because every year they're busily at work of producing new capabilities that will take our individuals, especially our skilled individuals, and they'll increase their productivity every year without us having to actually invest anything. I mean, the the cost of the technology is just minimal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just participating in their their growth capability and it gets cheaper and cheaper every year you know what you buy in terms of technological power every year just keeps getting better and better so we're used to that and we don't think anything of it i mean if you have the latest model cell phone depending on what manufacturer you have as much computing power as the world had in 1970 in your cell phone Mm -hmm. but it's not the cell phone it's every other cell phone that you're connected to in the world. You you have access to this immense capability, Mm -hmm. but you have to be focused on just what you do great. And my sense is, if you're not Amazon, be a user of Amazon or be a user of Google or be a user of any of the big technology platforms and treat them as a collaborator. They're not a competitor. Don't try to compete with Amazon, I said, use Amazon as a collaboration, to put it really bluntly, to wipe out your competition. 
And I've got such great examples of this, of people who just shift their attention and say, well, oh, there's this new platform. I'm going to use that platform as a capability to multiply all my existing capabilities, but my competitors won't have that. Mm -hmm. And after a while, you just forget about the competitors and you're just looking for new value creation capabilities, your capability multiplied by other capabilities to serve who you want to be a hero to in the marketplace. So you won't do this unless you know who you want to be a hero to out in the marketplace. And this is another concept that's emerged. A lot of entrepreneurs try to compete on the basis of products and services that competitors are using. And I say, you're complicating your thinking here. It's your customer, your check writer that matters here. And what you want to do is to free yourself as much as possible from actually having to think about your competition, but just constantly increasing your collaboration and adding new capabilities so it doesn't matter doesn't matter. You got your own game here, and you can go on growing your game through collaboration and adding new capabilities, and you don't have to pay any attention to competition. And I find that, Dan, to be a very refreshing perspective. You know, for so many years, I think people have focused on, okay, where am I in this race? You know, and who's catching up to me? And am I falling behind in this just frankly, a massive distraction. Mm -hmm. And when you, in fact, really focus on, you know, for whom am I creating value? What are their dangers, opportunities, and strengths to use our DOS conversation model? How can I learn more about them? How can I collaborate to provide more capabilities to create value for them? That's actually how you're going to win your game. This comparison is not serving anyone, really. And the fact now that large companies, Amazon being a great example with their book publishing services example, you know, are actually designed designing themselves to be really great collaborators. The mm -hmm. App Store is another good example oh, yeah. of that. So we can just kind of let this competition thing just dissipate. I, I think, think it's an old way of thinking. And it's an old way of thinking when you don't know what you're really great at. And mm -hmm. so, you know, our first thing, and I have a brand new group starting in a couple of days, and the first thing I say, I want to tell you what this is all about. These are all your activities. So I draw a circle and I said, these are all your activities. And I draw a smaller circle inside the big circle. This is your unique ability. And everything else you're doing right now, I'm just going to give the name crappy stuff. You're doing crappy stuff. <laughs> so I said, if you could just identify three activities, that if you could spend your all time doing these three activities, it would just be a glorious future. Okay, so I'll say your unique ability and just there's slots underneath that. And I bet all of you, this is the first time you're really thinking about that, but I bet you can put in two or three things right now that's probably 80% of your unique ability. And I said, now I'm going to give you another category and it's called crappy stuff. And I bet you can fill in a whole list of stuff that's just crappy. So going forward, the universe just consists of two types of activities, your unique ability and other people's unique ability. But if you don't want to do that, then the rest of your future is just about more and more crappy stuff. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And talk about, you know, if you focus on crappy stuff, that's where you end up competing. Crappy stuff is crappy. And the world is such that if you're not focusing on your unique ability and you're allowing the world to help you constantly maximize and expand and multiply your unique ability, then the only solution is that you're focused on crappy stuff. And I can tell you that the world will multiply your crappy stuff. 
Yeah, and you end up competing with other people for that. Was- you began competing with yourself after a while. Mm. That does not sound like a fun future. Well, and to my mind, just if I look out as a consumer, as an entrepreneur, somewhere in between, you know, the idea that it's actually just a world of unique abilities waiting for me to connect with it in terms of solving my, you know, dangers, opportunities, and maximizing my strengths, that looks like a very positive expanding, multiplying world rather than figuring out who do I have to elbow out of the way to get what I want. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a very different mindset Mm -hmm. and way we look at things. I like that a lot. Yeah. So the nature of digital technology is that it's binary. It's either one or it's zero. So what I'm saying is in this world where the world is becoming more digital, I mean, it's kind of like almost the ocean that us human fish now swim in. It's a digital (laughs) ocean. We have a binary choice in terms of what we're doing, and it's either your unique ability or it's crappy stuff, and there's nothing in between unique ability and crappy stuff. I mean, the moment you step out of unique ability, you're in crappy stuff. The way to get out of crappy stuff is just go to your unique ability and then have other people in your company also focused on their unique ability. And anything that's crappy stuff, you either get rid of it or you outsource it to other people for whom that is their unique ability. I believe that every activity that you hate, there's somebody out there who loves that activity. And that's a really important mindset shift for a lot of people to make, Dan. I don't want to just go, of course, because mm-hmm. a lot of like people feel enormous guilt. It's like, oh, well, if I think it's crappy, everyone must think it's crappy. Mm-hmm. And we have learned that that is absolutely untrue. People love, love, love to do things that we don't, but they're not going to go, let me, let me, let me, unless you actually say, hey, this is just not a right fit for me. You know, who else would like to help? And if you don't demean that activity, people are like, yeah, I'd be well, happy to give do your it. own example. You're now. 28 years in strategic coach and who you were in 1991 and who Shannon Waller is in 2019. What unique ability are you focused on now and what crappy stuff that you used to do has gone away? And in fact, you're surrounded by other people whose unique ability is what used to be your crappy stuff. Oh, that's so easy. And the easiest and fastest one that comes to mind is anything like design and delivery and, you know, this kind of communication is really on my top list of things, my favorite things to do. But all of the logistics, the scheduling, the details, all of that coordination is crappy stuff for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrible at it. Mm -hmm. Like I just have zero, almost no mental energy for it. And so partnering up with my brilliant strategic support partner, Nicole, who loves scheduling as much as I don't, you know, our amazing technical team who can solve technical problems in no time that I don't even have to worry about because I know it'll get handled. Well, not only that, but they continually add new technological capabilities without you even having to think about You're presented with new capabilities. Right. I mean, my job is to keep track of ideas that I want to talk to you about Mm -hmm. and then come down and have this conversation. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, there's nothing else that I need to do with regard to this podcast. Well, I'm just thinking if you put today's work and this isn't all my work for today and yesterday and a week last week, it'll be 14 podcasts that I've done at least 25 minutes. And the only thing I have to do is make sure the earphones are on correctly and I'm talking into the microphone (laughs) and I'm just interacting because they're all partner podcasts and they go out to the world. And four of our iTunes a month ago gave the 100 most recommended business and marketing 
podcasts in the world, and Strategic Coach had four of them. You know, we have Exponential Wisdom with Peter Diamandis, 10 Times Talk with Joe Polish, and then I have Inside Strategic Coach with an amazing person named Shannon Waller, <laughs> Thank you, Dan. which is right here. And then I have a small series. It's small in terms that it doesn't take me very long. It takes me about anywhere from five to eight minutes, and it's just a video podcast, and all four of those are in the top 100 most recommended by clicks. So these yeah. are people clicking on it. Yeah, the and, multiplier mindset. And therefore, mm-hmm. and all I do is come down to the studio in time, show up, and whatever the topic is, we agree to talk about it. I have a partner or I'm being asked by a interviewer to actually talk about something. But the technological wraparound that gets us out to the world, you know, was unthinkable. 10 years ago, it was unthinkable. This has all happened within the last 10 years. For sure. So, Dan, just to circle back to where we started, the whole thing here, this actually isn't possible unless you have total cash confidence, Yeah. which I really love that term. And it's a big no, part. no. One of the big goals is to get total cash confidence as a company. That means it's predictable into the future and it's growing just with what you're doing. You don't really have to change anything where you are, but you can just repeat this. It's like base camp so that you can get to the top. A lot of people say, well, total cash confidence means I don't have to work anymore. I said, what a, no, 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 that's no good. You have total cash confidence, so you're in a position to choose new capabilities over more cash. Mm. And then more cash will come as a result of the new capability. But a lot of entrepreneurs are so close to the edge with cash flow that they can never, ever choose a new capability over cash. They always have to have the cash. That's right. And they're so close. And they're worried about the competition. And the moment you're worried about cash, your eyes come off your customer and client and it goes out to the competition. Right. And the way to do that, to get more cash, is to really focus on your unique ability and your unique contribution. And I have to tell you, Strategic Coach is the place you come if you want to master a hundred different dimensions of unique ability, because we've been working on this for the last 30 years. We're just approaching our 30th year as a coaching company. And right from day one, it was about getting you in your unique ability. And out of crappy stuff. And get out of crappy stuff. (laughs) On that note, let's wrap up. Thank you, Dan. This is a very insightful conversation as always. Thank you very much, Shannon. 